Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube, and we're obviously here with your boy Skywalker Steel. Yes, sir. There we go. Let me give you a boom. My buttons wouldn't work for me, Cowboys Nation. But nonetheless, we are live. We are back. We got this week's final edition. Yes, indeed. Of the hindsight 2023. We're talking about the quarterbacks. We're finishing off on the offensive side of the ball with the quarterbacks from Dak to Cooper Rush. Here we go. To Trey Lance. Talk about the 2023 review. Talk about the future outlook. All of that good stuff, Cowboys Nation. And before we get into that, we'll jump into the roundup where we have some more coaching news. It's like every day, yeah, coaching news, coaching news, coaching news. But it's not the coaching news that we want. It's the coaching news that everybody else is getting. Uh, one more left. One more spot left, and we are just sitting here just twiddling our thumbs trying to figure out what the hell is going on, um, which that could be coming down a pike very shortly. So uh, keep your ears and eyes open to that. Even while we're on the show, keep your ears and eyes open to that. And uh, also, almost said something, but I'll say it in the roundup. Will McClay, he spoke down there at, at the Senior Bowl, so we'll listen to Will as well. What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! <sighs> almost called Will McClay Uber Eats driver, but but but, but I don't want to disrespect Will McClay, man, you know, because Will doing what he's, you know, he could doing what he's doing. Yeah. The vice the vice president of player personnel when he, you know, he does what he can do over there with the Joneses ahead of him. So I ain't going to do that to old Will. Uh, but hope everybody's doing well. Let's uh, get into this thing and should should be probably going to be our lengthier show. That's usually how it happens when we get to the quarterbacks. Uh, we were going to have Pat on, not today. We actually pushed that back to tomorrow. So we'll be talking to Pat tomorrow possibly about, Dan Quinn, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll talk to you all about that here in a second, but let's get into it. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Yep, that's right. Mike McDonald got the Seattle Seahawks job. Damn, Seattle not taking DQ is. I even think about this. I'm just there talking about, but that's their guy, right? Won a Super Bowl with Dan Quinn, you know, all that good stuff. I love Dan Quinn over there, but I think they made a great hire. I know a lot of people are not fans of hiring defensive coordinators uh, as head coaches, you know, and, and statistics would show it doesn't always work out. It's just not an exact science. This stuff is hard. 
Uh, but I think McD- I think that's a great hire for the Seattle Seahawks, man. Uh, McDonald is a smart dude. I've listened to some of his uh, videos breaking down defenses, the the whys and whatnot, just out of pure boredom. And I was like, man, this dude, uh, he gets it. He, he, he's he's a smart guy. Seems like a leader. I, I think this is a home run hire for Seattle. Um, you could say, well, you got to hire offensive coach because you got to get the court. They don't have the quarterback. They they got. Uh, Geno Smith, who probably be sticking around for another year or so, and they need to get that defense right. They, they've got plenty of offensive players over there. They need to get that defense right, and and I think McDonald McDonald can do that for them. Um, great, great hire. And usually, how this happens, which is why I told you I'm stealing everybody. I don't know why we don't do it. Usually, what happens when organizations are having success in this manner, right? Like Baltimore teams want their guys so seattle gets their defensive coordinator the chargers get their assistant general manager it's like the hardball say you got him here bro you got him and the titans they get one of my candidates that look i thought it'd be a long shot anyway but denard wilson the baltimore ravens defensive back coach was hired by the Titans to be their defensive coordinator. So now that that leaves Washington as the last team looking for a head coach. And it also, again, we're seeing a lot of these assistants get hired for D.C. jobs, which leads me to believe we're, 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 we're going to be an in-house promotion if Dan Quinn is gone. I, I mean, I get it. There's other, there's a long, long, long time until the season, but Man, we're in February, heading into the weekend. A lot of other coaches have interviewed with other teams, et cetera, et cetera. They either either decided to go back to their current teams or they've accepted jobs elsewhere. So now you're kind of left with the, the scraps or you're kind of left with guys who you know decided to leave their organizations, speaking of wink, and you see what happens there. But I feel like you need to get on this sooner rather than later because you got guys like Will McClay down there at the Senior Bowl. And, and we'll, matter of fact, we could just go ahead and switch that right now. But when you have teams at Senior Bowls and at the East-West Shrine game and looking into prospects, they're looking into the guys that their coaches or their philosophy that they want to draft or they're interested in. If Dan Quinn leaves and, and you go with a completely different coordinator, I mean, now you kind of got to retool everything. You're changing your boards and... And how you look at certain prospects. And, uh, you know, I feel like Dallas isn't going to do that. I feel like Dallas is going to hire within. And I don't think they'll change drastically the type of guys they want. But if it is a guy like, say, Joe Witt, I do think he will do some things differently. And if that news comes down and that happens, we'll talk about that specifically uh, in more depth at some point. But Will McClay was down there and he spoke uh, with Nick Harris who was able to get the will because he'd have to worry about Jerry Jones. But he was able to speak with Nick Harris, and he spoke about a lot of things. And I, the, the, one of the things that I took away there was how he has his eyes on offensive line. He said, uh, number one, watching offensive linemen, getting an opportunity to see them in different settings and seeing them do NFL stuff, you get to evaluate the ability. And he spoke about you know the run game, and he said the running game, it's all predicated on blocking the runner, the situation, and all of those things. You've got to have the offensive lineman that can move people off the ball, that can play in space. It's the grit and strain 
That's why we're here at the Senior Bowl to find out who has that stuff and bring it to the roster to make even better. I really do think they're, these guys will be leaning O-line early, Cowboys Nation. Yeah, I do. How early? We we, we shall see. But um, I don't think you can rule it out anywhere in the top 100 of the draft, top three rounds. Obviously, you can at 24. A lot of mocks have the Cowboys taking off into linemen. And he said it right there, something that we have been talking about just as recently as last week when we did our offensive line review. You need guys that can move people off the ball. And he likes guys that can go out there and play in space. And it's about that grit and that strain. The, the Cowboys were hit and miss in those areas. Um, we know they weren't moving guys off the ball. And they only had a handful of dudes that can get out in space. And they weren't using those guys out there in that in that manner. So they've got some homework to do with the offensive line. We know how important that position is. It's a blinking red light. If you want a good running game, if you want a good offensive success, if you want your quarterbacks, right? Offensive line's big. No doubt about it. Let's talk about those quarterbacks. Let's hit our hindsight series, man. And it's not a whole lot, right? Like you, you there's only three. So it's not like we're doing a offensive line wide receiver where you're talking about 10 guys. You're talking about three guys. And if we're keeping it a bean. You're really talking about two. <laughs> I'm going to just be honest with y'all right now. I'm not really going in depth on Cooper Rush. No need to here. Appreciate you, Coop. You'll be competing with Trey. So let's talk about Trey real quick, y'all. A uh, little background on Trey Lance. If you guys remember when he was traded here, I uh, brought this up. And I called him an inexperienced talent, right? Because obviously... Uh, he was a talented kid coming out of college. Uh, like a lot of these quarterbacks have talent, right? But he was inexperienced. High school, only seven starts, and, and he played or he, he threw less than like 100 passes <laughs> as a high school quarterback. I think even if you include like playoffs or whatnot, it was less than 100, but didn't throw the ball out. Wasn't that type of offense in high school. In college, 318 attempts. In his three years in college, dealt with some injury issues there. NFL, 102 NFL attempts. Didn't get a whole lot of opportunity. Obviously, dealt with some injuries in San Francisco and other things that we'll get to in a second. Between the college, between college and the pros, it's 420 attempts. Yeah. Three years in NFL, three years in college. 420 attempts. That is the equivalent to the same amount of pass attempts as Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, had this season. So when I say inexperienced talent, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not just the pros. It's not just it's it's just a quarterback position. It's, t- it's a tough position. You need you need to get the time on task for it. So. He gets drafted, right, based off of a you know, hardworking guy. This is a guy who, who, who no one has anything bad to say about his work ethic. He gets drafted off of possible traits to San Francisco. Didn't work out. Not for the lack of trying, though, in the sense of, hey, Trey didn't give up. Trey going to work hard. 
Um, Shanahan, there's rumors. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't want the guy. I, I don't know. I'm not down there in San Francisco. But take a listen to uh, Shanahan on the Trey Lance trade and why he felt like he failed him or whatnot. I mean, I, I've, I always feel like I let Trey down. I mean, I wanted him to come here. I believe in Trey. I believed in him before we took him, and I'm responsible for that. Um, I didn't want to throw him into the heat of battle right away, but I thought he needed to play. So we tried to figure out every way to do that. I mean, if I can look back in hindsight, he broke that finger on a on a helmet on that fourth preseason game versus the Raiders. I wish I didn't put him in a play that had him break his finger because I think that really hurt him in his first year. And not only did it hurt him not getting able to mix in much, but it hurt him in the practice time because he had to adjust how he threw and things like that, which I think set him back for a second year. Um, when we went into the second year, we gave him every chance to do it. We were going to make an offense that, to me, gave him the best chance to be successful at that time, um, which we did do. And when you do that, you hope a guy can stay healthy so he can stay out there long enough. Um, but that didn't last long. It was the first game. And um, after that, I mean, I always felt for him. And we continue to work with him. Um, but sometimes things don't, just don't work out. For those who don't know, he uh, broke his ankle. Uh, pretty badly, I think, in the first game that year. But yeah, man, they, they tried to build offense around Trey, and, and that makes sense, right? Top three pick. Look, we they're not going to waste you. We're going to try to do what we can do, but he just could, never could stay healthy. And then they pivoted, right? Once they saw what Brock Purdy could do, and Brock Purdy could run a Kyle Shanahan offense, Not they didn't have to mold anything f to Brock Purdy. They just could pop him right there. Boom. You just do what we need you to do. Where Shanahan was trying to mold an offense for Trey Lance, as they should. Didn't work out. Mr. Irrelevant became very much so relevant. Uh, was a better fit for the Niners. And they decided to trade him to the Cowboys. So he was traded to the Cowboys. And I think it was John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers, who came out and was like, we was blown away. <laughs> We didn't expect to get a fourth-round pick for him. I didn't even want to trade him to Dallas, right? Uh, but this is this is what John John Lynch said. If it came down to a tie, we wouldn't have traded him to Dallas. But there wasn't a tie. They offered way more than any other team offered, and they went for it, which, sidebar, they're probably kikiing and laughing at Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones for things like this. Nonetheless, they traded him for a fourth-round pick. Y'all know how I feel. I th feel like we could use that fourth round pick for a linebacker, whether you want to use a running back, uh, cornerback. You could have used that during the season to flip it for a guy that you hope could play for you now. But water under the bridge, right? Instead, Jerry Jones trades it for a quarterback, not out of necessity, but to be cute, if we're being honest. Really was no, no reason to do that. But you did it. And here's the part that people forget. And this is why I say Will McClay is not the general manager of this team. Y'all remember. Jerry Jones made this trade without talking to anyone. Think about that for a second. A fourth round pick. For a quarterback that you hope never sees the light of day. He made the trade without talking to anyone. This was the quote. The way we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. No shit. Jerry basically telling y'all, hey, we, our structure ain't like other winning organizations. 
we, we don't do it like them. Y'all just got to deal with it. But anyway, the way we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. But it lets us do a trade like we did other the other day on Lance because it di I didn't have to fool around. I can make that trade in five minutes. And the reason I can is I have all the information. I had it from when they drafted him. I had the information right at my fingertips of what we thought of his play in the last couple of years. I knew what we thought of him. I didn't have to sit with anybody about what type of player he is. So I was able to make the call. I don't have to talk to anybody about that. Boy, I feel bad for Trey. <laughs> because, boy, he don't know what he, he walked into here. Just remember, when we want to blow this whole thing up to smithereens, Who's going to be remaining there like the roaches if an atom bomb was dropped? It's going to be that man. The man who doesn't need to talk to anybody about a trade like this. The man who his coach had to go out there and ask questions, answer questions. I'm sorry. Hey, what, what, what happened with this? Ah, uh, Well, you know, we're just happy to have him here, man. We're going to work with him, et cetera, et cetera. All right, well, trade happens. And not only did you get a raw prospect, you got a prospect that you, you know, you hope that you don't really, he doesn't have to see the light of day, right? You hope you don't see Trey Lance in 2023. Because he got here so late. So remember, San Francisco tailored an offense around him or tried to at, at that point. Didn't work out, never got off the ground. And Purdy, he plopped right in and he was good to go. Got here, and everybody was talking about, hey, man, we need to get you know, Trey Lance involved. And, and I, I get it, man. Sometimes with, with, with fantasy, and, and we kind of forget about the common sense of the game, it was almost impossible to see Trey Lance for quite some time because he got here at the beginning of the season, and he knows nothing, right? He doesn't know the plays, any of that. Not only does he not know the plays and all that stuff, he has to learn, relearn a lot of fundamentals that he just that wasn't happening in, say, San Francisco or North Dakota State. Because at North Dakota State, hey, Trey, just go win us for us. Also missed his senior year. San Fran, we don't got time. Another thing people forget, general manager John Lynch said, this team is ready to win now. We just, we just ran out of patience in trying to develop him. We ran out. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have the time to play around. So they didn't have time to really work on these small things. Gets to Dallas and Mike McCarthy said, hey, man, every offense is different. He's going through the transition as far as reads and footwork. And if you ask people down there about some of the things, he essentially went into a quarterback, you know, the quarterback school that McCarthy runs. He went into the, the quarterback school for McCarthy during the season, which is harder to do during the season. So now he's relearning how to literally hand off the football from under the center. He's learning about the footwork tied to a real offense in, in um, the West Coast offense. He's learning the reads, as McCarthy said. He's learning all these little things and mechanics, all that. And Scott Tozin, he actually talked about this, I think it was during our, our, uh, our bye week. And he kind of led on to the fundamentals and some of the things that they're working on for a young guy. He's a young guy, so and he didn't. Let's be honest, he wasn't really probably coached properly on a lot of these things because 
Franchises ain't got time. See, that's the difference, right? John Lynch ain't got time to play around with y'all. I get fired. I got to pivot real fast. Dallas a different story. But here's Scott Tozine uh, on Trey Lynch. I mean, I, I, I've, I always feel like I let Trey down. No, that's that's Shanahan. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Trey's young. He's 23 years old. So um, that's the beauty of it is um, that, and I appreciate that Coach McCarthy is big on the fundamentals. You know, there's, uh, it's, the NFL, but yet uh, there's still a focus on on those fundamentals, and sometimes that does get lost. You know, there's there's some thought process of oh well, you are who you are when you get in this league, and uh, with coach, he's like he's always fighting for no, we can always get better fundamentally. And um, with Trey, there's a multitude. I mean, like every quarterback, there's footwork elements, there's release elements, um, and uh, you just try to, like I said earlier, steal as many reps as you can. Try to steal as many reps as you can. What he's talking about is. Um during the pregames, it wasn't a normal pregame for Trey Lance. They were literally doing QB school because the NFL has rules and regulations where you can and you can't work with these guys at a certain time. And because he got there so late and they didn't they didn't plan on this, they're trying to steal these reps. So he was he was relearning a lot of things uh, during the season. But fortunately for Trey, and I think this is the best thing that, that could have happened for Trey, is that he did not have to play this year. So he finally got a chance to have a healthy year, a chance to sit behind Dak and see how, and Cooper Rush, because Cooper Rush is a backup, so now you can kind of learn through a backup's eyes and then obviously learn through QB1's eyes. He can sit, he can learn, he can continue to develop, right? Not getting banged up and hit around and, Re-injuring, he seems to get injured every single year. He plays something, so he doesn't even have to worry about that. That's the best thing that could have happened to Trey Lance. Now he'll get an offseason, right? Now he can work on his mechanics and work on his craft. Now we get to QB school. Now we get to training camp and the preseason, and, and we'll see what happens from there. Now, was the best thing he came to this franchise? I, well, that's to remain to be seen because we know how this franchise operates. But at least he got a chance to actually sit behind a top-flight quarterback, I think a, a pretty reliable backup, you know, given his resume, right, and learn from these guys, and we'll see what he can bring. He'll actually be competing with Cooper Rush, and we can talk about him if you want, but I, Cooper Rush is what he is. Not really, nothing really to get at here. But here's the final kicker on Trey Lance, okay? We got to remember, he's going into the final year of his rookie deal. He's eligible for the fifth-year option, but I highly doubt the Cowboys are going to exercise that. And now you're talking about over $20, $25 million. They're not going to do that. So I don't really see that happening. So it'll 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 be a another approved year for him as well. I think in actuality, all these guys are actually on one-year deals technically right now, but I, I think that's going to change, and we'll get to that in a second. But that's the final kicker. For those who don't know about his contract situation, he, he'll be entering the last year of his deal. It'll be like $5 million on a cap or something like that because he was a top-five pick. Um, but they have the option to do the fifth year, and I don't think they will. Mm -mm. I don't think they will. Now, I know there's a conversation. Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, get out of here, Scott. I know there's a conversation about potentially trading him. Look, that that. And I hate to always keep running this back to the front office, but any other organization, I think that might be a legitimate conversation, right? Flip Trey Lance or flip flipping guys or whatever. 
this organization, though, man, like, do we really have belief they know how to do that properly? I mean, they just got swindled for him. Why? Why? why would, I don't know how. Trading for what? A seventh? A sixth round pick? If if teams weren't willing to trade a fourth for him last year, you're likely not getting that back in return. Maybe a player, maybe go play for player. So while I think the conversation is legitimate, if you had a competent front office that knew how to do that, I don't think that's the case. I think Trey will be here. I don't think that's a bad thing either, that, that he'll be here because, again, another year to learn uh, under under McCarthy with the quarterback school. That's one thing. Like I don't, I don't knock McCarthy's way of preparing and prepping quarterbacks. Uh, the play calling is a whole different story. But I, I, I do like the QB school. I listen to people that have been in it. Uh, they think that's really helpful for quarterbacks. And I think it'll be helpful for Trey. Um, but I, I just don't have the belief that this front office is savvy enough to be able to flip him if they needed to. Uh, but you had the opportunity to do that with, with Cooper Rush when he was at his hottest, and, they, and they, they didn't do it. You know what I mean? And they got swindled for him. So, I again, go look at the history of trades. That's why. That's why I'm a bit pessimistic about that. Go look at the history of, of Cowboys trading out. You'd be hard-pressed to find them recoup a third rounder in the, in the last 20 years. Seriously, it's not even a joke. But, uh, yeah, that's how they do it. So, Trey Lance, man, um, and very intriguing player because of the lack of experience, right? Because of this, just not a lot of tape on him. And the tape you do see on him, you see a very raw quarterback. That, that, that needs a lot of work. He's an athletic quarterback, though. That's one thing you ain't got to work on. Dude can run. He'll be able to run around and do some run things for you. Uh, but in this particular offense, you're, you're, you're going to be able to need to get those kind of fundamental things down pat. And we'll see. Well, we will see how far he's developed. Uh, probably, I I know, can you do this? Can you send him out there for rookie minicamp? I would. I don't know if, if they're allowed to do that. I, I think you have to have like a certain amount of, I'll send his ass right out there, right away. I know he's not a rookie and he's going into year four, but he ain't played that much. And then, I, then obviously OTAs and whatever, and you'll be able to see the growth in him. And uh, I think that'll, that'll be exciting, but very, very inexperienced guy. Very, very inexperienced but I would love to throw him out there with the rookie mini camps because then you know you know what else that'll do for him? Side conversation. He goes out there with those young bucks. He'll be able to kind of adapt that to have that kind of quarterback general, you know, feel, point guard leadership type feel. He's not he ain't gonna have that feel when he's out there with Cooks and those boys. He ain't been around long enough. His resume ain't built like that. But go out there with some of those rookies and second year dudes that that didn't play much last year. He'll be able to kind of gain some of that confidence with them can you do that though are you allowed to send him out there because i would 100 and if this team had any real ability to trade and be good at it i'd entertain a conversation but they don't so i'm not even really entertaining that uh, i'd entertain it because y'all are here and asking and things like that but me personally i'm not even really looking to, to trade them because you're not getting anything back yeah you're not you're not flipping him for a second round pick, first round pick. You're not getting any of that. You're better off keeping him here, developing him, seeing what he can do. And then if he goes, if he if he looks decent enough and somebody say, hey, we want him for a first or second round pick, then see ya. 
But the, but but right now that ain't happening, man. Not at all. Send them to the USFL. Stop it. Good morning, Banks. Guy, what's going on, man? Good morning. Uh, so you, you don't think he can he can be flipped for anything, man? Like nah, brother. Worth value? Nah, brother. I don't, man. Yeah. Uh, I, not here. Now, if 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 it was flipped yeah. right and, and and you were trying to negotiate with the Cowboys, yeah, I think you can get something from value from Dallas because they don't do well in that in that arena. Uh, Stephen Jones is not respected. Yeah, Jerry, you already saw with Jerry, right? Like Jerry is, is just, I mean, he made this move without talking to his guy, so he's easily moved. Uh, I, I don't trust them to do that. No. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I feel you on that. Um, I'm I'm just trying to see, man, how they going to uh, just go about it, man. You know, they, they spent the, what, fourth on them, and you got Dak on the end of the year's contract. <clears throat> Trey got one more year left. Uh, man, I you know, I, I don't trust them, man. I don't know. You, I don't you trust think they either. might try to pull something like, tra- like trading Dak and going with Lance? They can't trade Dak. You know, they got a no-trade clause. No, no, no. Well, waves, you know what I mean. Like I knew he would have to waive the no trade clause if it came about. Do that. You know what I'm saying? Or why would he though? He's in. He's in. He's got the. He might have the best leverage, and we'll get to that here in a second. The best leverage of any f- impending free agent in NFL history. Well, right. Yeah. Well, man. Gonna ride it out and see, but uh, as far as that, but uh, as far as the quarterback room, man, I like where we at. Uh, you know, I like to see what Trey Lance said, like you said in the rookie mini camp, uh, and in uh, camp. So, uh, you know, like you said, battling Cooper Rush. Um, yeah, tech, I mean that's that is uh, the, that's the silver lining, right? And when you when you don't look at it individually, even if you do, I think you you feel better. But if you look at it holistically, this is a good room. Because you have, and I think I talked about this in the offseason, you've got the QB1 MVP candidate, all-pro quarterback. You've got a a quarterback who's a backup who has a good backup resume in Cooper Rush, and you've got the developmental guy. So you technically got the kind of, yeah. you check all the boxes. Franchise quarterback, backup yeah. you trust, developmental guy. Technically, you you check all the boxes in that room. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I just want to see, uh, you know, man, I, you know, I cooled off, man. I, I just want to see Dak last year, man, and if they ain't gonna restructure his contract or restart, you know, <clears throat> give him an extension, you know, let's just, you know, um, hey man, gonna, go I'm get paid. I'm gonna tell you why one of those two things have to happen, though. I'm gonna tell you why in a second. You. Yeah. Oh, there you nah, you broke up. You, you dropped out a little bit. In closing. Oh, 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 I thought you were saying something. Yeah, 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 in no. closing. In closing, in closing. Yeah, but, uh, man, I just want to see, man, because, you know, we fail to realize a little bit, man, you know, Mike McCarthy, you know, first year back as a offense coordinator, you know, that first year learning a new offense and learning the West Coast offense. So, um, you know, man, let's not, uh, you know, let's not give up on him, man. You know, it was last year. Let's, you know what I'm saying, man, all we can do is ride with him, man. You can support him, uh. Whatever we're going to do, man, let's just, uh, hey, man, let's see how they do. Hey, both of them got money on the line, contracts on the line, man. Let's see how they get going. Indeed, brother. Appreciate so, you, Banks. Yeah, man. All right.
Yeah, let's go there. Um, like I said, no, no offense to Cooper Rush, man. Uh, you know, he he he's going to be remembered for 2023 for the mop up duty and and his version of here we are, right? It is what it is. So he'll be back. He's got another year on his contract, uh, and I think he'll be competing with Trey uh, for that QB two position. So no 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 offense to Cooper Rush here, but let's be honest. This is about Trey Lance and Dak Prescott, all right? And he brought it up. He talked about Dak and um, McCarthy, their first year running his offense, which, again, frustrates me to say that. Mike been here for four years, and this is his first year running his offense, but it is what it is. And they, and they came out like – not came out like gangbusters, but they had a fantastic season in regards to getting that part of it down pat, right? And just like we'll get to in a second about the playoff game, because just like I said yesterday, the offense went to shit in the first half. But stepping back and looking at the season in general, I think it was the most efficient season from Dak of any quarterback really in the league. Finished with the all the second team all pro honors. And he no doubt took strides as the season went on in this offense. You saw the command grow. You, you kind of, I said this to Jesse a while ago. I was like, you, you, you kind of see physically kind of like a cd lamb you saw physically him get better i felt like you saw the ball physically look different um this year come out of Dak Dak's hands but like i said yesterday man all all of that came crashing down in the first half of that playoff game all of it maybe the worst worst first half of football i've seen him and his team play seriously and those allegations, man, they, I think the allegations of this team coughing it up, of him coughing it up, they're going to continue to hover around him. And, and that's fair. He's He's got to live with that. He's got to own that. He'll tell you the standard is the Super Bowl here in Dallas. And if you don't reach that, you're going to get the criticism. And, and I think he owns that. I mean, that's you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's something that comes with it. But I'm going to repeat something I've been saying many times there might be one or two quarterbacks in this league one or two of them but you can say hey man strap up that that cape and you got us for this this playoff run just you and only you and i don't think Dak prescott's one of them i don't I, and i think that's okay i think that's okay to say that you not one of the one of the two dudes to be able to say put the cape on and you you take us all the way through the playoffs. Mm-mm. You're going to have to eventually at some point understand and look around the league and say, hmm, something else has to give here. Now, can he, can he do it again? Maybe. Three or four? I don't believe that. No, sir. And I think that's fair to say. So either if you're not going to aid in that via coaching via uh players via the other side of the ball playing but if you're not going to aid in that i don't give a damn if it's trey if it's coop if it's whomever else you're basically hoping you can get a guy to your quarterback like pat or prime passing brady or a guy to your quarterback or coach like prime belichick or andy reed but if our mentality is that, and, and it sounds like it is, did y'all hear what, Jer- what Jerry said the other day? We're going to go as far as, you know, Dak. We're gonna, 
Every, basically saying everything is going to be put on you. I ask you again. What owner, general manager, vice president is coming out publicly and stating that? Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. Y'all let me know. Y'all help me out here. What owner, general manager, vice president, because that's what he is. Owner, general manager, CEO, vice president, or president. I'm sorry, president. is coming out and saying, hey, it's all on you and nobody. And that's it. I'm curious because I'm telling you right now, I don't give a damn who is back there as a signal caller. If our mentality up front, up top, is it's all on you, we are doomed forever until that changes. Or you get a God-tier quarterback like Pat Mahomes and you pair him with the God tier offensive guy like Andy, or you get a God tier quarterback like Tom Brady in his prime, and you're pairing with Bill Belichick in his prime. We got to change our thinking, man. We got to change our thinking. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, well, it needs to be perfect. No, 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 no. Don't get twit. Don't get it. Doesn't need to be all on your shoulders for four games, so it needs to be perfect. Mm mm. If he's not up to snuff, which he was not in that game, can I turn around and hand it off? Do I have? Can I get quick game going? Can I rely on my defense? Brock Purdy was trash in the first half of that game. Absolutely horrid. Came back and won that game. The MVP of the league, he's going to be MVP. I don't agree with it, but he's going to be MVP. Uh, I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. I want to say that real quick. I want people to go to the sky. I don't like Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league, was, just be real, he was awful in that game. It was not good because they asked him to be Superman <laughs> against a really damn good team. But they asked him to be Superman, and he, and he was continued to keep giving away the damn game, but they still were in it. But see, me, I'm coming out of that game, and I'm not blaming Lamar. With this context, why didn't you hand the ball off to your running back? What the shit was that game plan? You came in the best running team against a team that struggles against the run and you didn't run. I'm going to blame Lamar, but under the other side of the context, well, Lamar, we came into the game asking you to be a Superman. Can you do it? You didn't. Same thing with that. They asked him to be Superman and he didn't. And I will be completely fair. I don't think he ever will be able to do this in the playoffs three or four games in a row. If that's going to be, if, if this is going to be the game plan. No, no, Trey, we don't want you up here. If this is going to be the game plan, it's not going to happen, right? Is that fair to say? Even if you don't like Dak or you like Dak, it's fair to say, no matter who the damn quarterback is, you better give that guy more than this. You better give that guy more than what you got from your defense, obviously, as well. And you better give that guy some damn coaching. Bart Starr, Dan Marino, I don't care who the hell it is. So I think that's fair to say 
about Dak. Fantastic quarterback, no doubt about it. But the allegations of, hey, man, when it's time for you to be the Superman in the playoff, that, that's just not that's just not it, man. He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to – I don't think he's going to be the guy to put the cape on and be able to – you're going to be able to ride on his coattails through the Super Bowl for four games in a row. I don't think so. And I don't think that's a terrible thing. You know, getting there is hard. Winning one is hard. There may be only one or two quarterbacks to do it. You know, one of the, the biggest Superman – quarterbacks in the league is Josh Allen and Josh Allen can't even damn do it and the talent that Josh Allen got is crazy so the question now becomes about his contract right what do we do there that's the real question right now surrounding QB1 that's the controversial question They've got two options, and this is what I was talking to Banks about on the phone. We've got two realistic options here. If they want to go all in. Listening. They talked about all in. You can't go all in without doing one of these two things. You either got to restructure him or you have to extend him. So the restructure one is the one that not a lot of people are talking about. That 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 is there. That is an option. However, the issue with that option is that right now he has two void years. So you can restructure and push more money into the void year, right? Um, you can push a lot of that money to the void year. But then if he were to not be resigned or what have you and leave, because remember, you can't trade him and he doesn't have a tag. So if he were to dip and say, you know what? All right, cool. Y'all got it. Y'all can go ahead and roll with, uh, you know, Whatever y'all want to do, I'm going to go play for Atlanta or somebody. I don't know. Uh, then that money hits your 2025 cap. So it already is a lot now. It can be a whole lot more if you do it that way. But that is an option. The other option is obviously the extension. And you get a lot of people. You hear a lot of people, oh, well, he should take a discount. Da, 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 da. Guys, that doesn't matter. Um, because he's already 60 million on the cap. So if you extend him, that's going to get lessened a whole lot. And with an extension, the first few years in that extension, the cap hit is not really going to be something crazy. So you're going to get a lot of money freed up by doing that. And then if he's obviously around longer, you do restructures and things like that. So more money is, is opened up. I think there's a, there's a disconnect in how this works. People see the full amount and not just him with any quarterback. And they say, Oh, man, Again, $60 million a year. That's that's not how that works. He hasn't accounted for over like $25 million on, on the cap maybe one time, and that was his, his uh, franchise tag year. Everything else has been below 20 or like right around 20. So he's not really accounting for that ridiculous clip until now. So if Dallas or, or Jerry wants to go all in, you've, you've got to do one of the two things. You got to, because all in isn't, ah, well, we're just going to re-sign everybody. That's not all in. All in is, oh, well, we're just going to draft and develop. And no, all in is we're going to make some moves, right? We're going to sign guys. We're going to trade possibly. We're going to do these things that these winning organizations are doing, although they've already started by not doing this stuff at the top. But hey, you know, I'm just trying to talk ourselves into what all in could be. Now, eventually we'll do a show where, hey, my all in approach or whatever, but I think number one, it starts with if you want to go and sign a bunch of dudes like that or trade, you're going to have to free up cap. And to free up cap, you got to extend them. 
either extend them or either either restructure and a restructure is, is i think actually even riskier i think it's even riskier because you you can't guarantee next year right in the sense of this is last year then you can't get nothing for him you ain't trading them you ain't get none of that maybe a third round draft pick if he goes somewhere else and wins the super bowl which wouldn't be shocking he goes somewhere else and do that we've seen that happen here with Dallas players, DeMarcus Ware goes on to win the Super Bowl, Anthony Hitchens. Uh, Damian Wilson, of all guys, went on to win one as a starter for there. I know Mo was on that team, too. Um, Chris Canty, God can't stand that guy. Loves the shit on the Cowboys, but he did it. So, yeah, it happens. It happens. You know, Players go, all, go away from the Cowboys and they have success. That wouldn't shock me not one bit. Mm-mm. Not at all. Jackie said they lying. Yeah, like we said yesterday, I don't believe you. We need more people. I, I don't believe the y'all in approach either. Um, thus, if that's the case, let me look. If that's the case, right? Like if they really, truly don't go all in, the number one evidence for that is what they do with that. If they say we're going to let it ride, which would be wild, but if they say we're going to let it ride, they're not going all in. In fact, you might even be able to argue that could be the start of saying, well, you know what? We're actually fizzling our way out. <laughs> you know, we we actually, all right, cool, whatever. We just going lame duck gear with the quarterback, with the with the quarterbacks, because all of these dudes technically are on one-year deals. Uh, with the quarterbacks, with the head coach, lame duck it, and let's see if we can finish in the top 16, 17 draft picks. Team is too good to finish in the top 10. They're not, unless injuries happen, they're never going to not. They're not going to be 4 and 12, 4 and 15, or, or 4 and 13, whatever it is nowadays. It's not happening unless injuries happen. But that's the first step to me. If you all in, you got to make one of these moves. Pull up what contracts? Yeah, Randy Gregory is in the, in the Super Bowl right now. Kelvin Joseph signed to the Chiefs, but he ain't. He's on their futures deal. What are you talking about, Trips Ace? What, what the hell are you talking about? Pull up contracts. <laughs> you went in the chats cussing yourself out, man. I swear y'all crazy. Now you're just throwing names out. Anybody know what this man talking about? Isaac's in the Super Bowl? James says he doesn't want him to leave, but it's the only way he'll have success in the offs. And turn into Superman. Nobody knows? All right. Why am I pulling up contracts of Henry Odell Beckham? Brother, man, I don't know where you at, but, but John, but... What are you talking about? Phone line if you want to call. 351-999-3787, man. Maybe you can call in and tell us what you're talking about here. Uh, Alec Holmes signed with the Niners. Good for him, man. Dang. It just keeps happening. It just keeps happening. Uh, Watson said there might be only one QB in the league that could put on the cape. Obviously, Pat Mahomes. Um... 
this current version of Pat. Uh, yeah, that's possible. This current version. 2018 version of Pat coming to Dallas under Jason Garrett? I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Uh, scenario. Can I repeat the scenario of Cowboys going all in? Well, I don't I don't have like the all in, like I don't have my all in list, but I think if they truly are all in, it's gonna start with what they do with Dak, is what I'm getting at, Wayne. Meaning if they say, well, we're just gonna let this ride, they can't possibly be all in because of the the, the cap number on, on him. If they're all in, they can easily free up a shit ton of cap by just extending them. Or if they want to take the more riskier approach by restructuring it. That's more risky to me. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, good morning, Scott. How are you this morning? Fantastic, sir. All right. Well, great content as usual. Um, You do your homework, I can tell, with really good prep. So I really appreciate you doing that. Um, one question that I just wanted clarification on, the restructure option, just so that I understand, does that essentially mean that he would be a lame duck, so to yeah. speak, for this year, and it's sort of conceded that that an extension is uh, really not in the cards, so he would essentially get free agent, or can you just kind of clarify? Yes, sir. Uh, if they were to restructure, they can put, push money into his void years, but that's not an extension. Uh, he'd just be on one-year right. deal with a lower cap hit, but more dead cap because you don't don't get it twisted the void years still count but but the dead but that doesn't count towards him being here or said player being here but that number rises now so if it's already high it gets higher by the restructure and pushing the money into a void season um that's why i say it's riskier because you now he's just a flat out free agent you obviously can't trade him um if, if he if he does have immense success now the number continues to rise right uh, from a from a contract standpoint, so I think that's a bit more risky. And then who's to say? What if he even? What if he has a success and says, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Y'all crazy over here. See ya. Right. So that that I mean seriously. I mean there, there's there's been there's been like I said, we named a bunch of other players that have had success elsewhere, um, and they and they know how these things are run. Your own owner, right? He said the way we're, we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. Sometimes some players might be tired of that structure. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I guess, um, and so here's what I'm thinking. Then that, that means there's also a third option, right? And that's, that's sign and trade to a, to a team that, that wants, that I, wants to go all in and, and get that. Is that, that sounds like possible? NBA. You know, I don't know too many teams that sign and trade. He, you would just go, I mean, you would go to him. This would be all under the table, right? Hey, yeah. Dak. By the way, Dak could just say no. I'm not. I'm not. Why would I go sure. anywhere? <laughs> why would I leave this yeah. amazing? You know, I, I I got rapport with my receivers. I got a good surrounding cast right there. Um, I put up an All Pro. Why would I go play for the for the Falcons or something? Right? Like, why would I go play for some poop team? Whatever. But um, yeah. I feel like if you were to do that, just live under that scenario. I think you'd have to. They'd have to do everything under the table of okay, yeah, I will go to. Tennessee. I'll go to Tennessee, uh, but Tennessee has to reassure me that I'm signing my five-year, whatever, million-dollar contract. So it's all under the table, but they, I don't I don't think they can say, all right, I'm signing this deal, and then I'm trading him unless Tennessee's like, yeah, we'll take on all this cap that comes with it. or what. It's, I think it's too convoluted to do that. I think it's just a flat-out, 
Hey, do you want to be traded? Sure, trade me to Tennessee. We'll do. We'll deal with the the cap stuff when we get there, or the contract stuff when we get there. Okay. So I, I think you laid out the scenario as well. And, and here's the conundrum, right? And it's kind of like we've been saying all along. There are really only a couple quarterbacks in this league that you can that are superheroes. I, I, I categorize them as superheroes or game managers, and, and or they just can't play. And and a game manager shouldn't be an insult. I think to some people it's an insult. But look, Jared Goff should be and should have been in the Super Bowl. I think the coach mismanaged that game. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But um. So, yeah, it's not an insult to be a game manager. So here's the problem no. that the Cowboys have, that we R- have. Real quick before you go on it, Pat Mahomes was a game manager in the AFC Championship. So you, you have You're to right. have some ability to do that. You right. have to. It's a skill. It's actually a skill to be a game manager because Brock Purdy is a game manager. I don't care what anybody says. He's excellent at it, right? But when they hit that three-game skid, he was kind of the guy that they tried to put a cape on, and he just couldn't do it, which is, again, not a great insult. There are only two, quarter, two maybe three quarterbacks, Mahomes, Lamar, and Josh Allen. And you're right, even Lamar and Josh Allen couldn't get it done because of bad coaching. So here's our problem. We need a quarterback that can overcome the coaching, right? Because yeah. the ownership, they don't want to get the kind of coaching that would – I guess, obscure their shine, take the luster off of them. You know what I mean? It's that whole thing. I don't want the coach to be more popular than me or the organization. So now how that is the conundrum. We need a quarterback that overcomes the coaching. And front office. Which is completely unfair. And front office. Yeah, remember that part. Yes. Yes, and front office, which is almost an impossibility. And so I really don't know that they're – Not according to fans out there, Glenn. Not according to fans out there. I, I, a lot of fans believe that there, there's just these all these quarterbacks growing on these trees that can come in here and overcome you know, coaching and and your Cowboys front office. The front office that has basically admitted that it's a, it's a dysfunctional front office that's not ran like anybody else. I'm just saying. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm not making any excuses for Dak because, you know what, he didn't play well in the game. That's, oh, no. That's, 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 that's clear. But the coaching – there was only one way that the Cowboys could have lost that Green Bay game, and and, and you said it with the whole Marvel uh, comparison. Um, or one metaphor, way they could lose is, it that way. They could have lost the game 24-27. Out, out-coaching. Sure. Yeah, out, but out-coaching was the one thing I said to myself, that's the only way we go in there and went to bed. And damn it, both Dan Quinn did it and Mike McCarthy did it. And I don't know how that will change – and it's not just this coaching staff. It's any coaching staff that Jones agrees to. It's always going to be mediocre. And until that changes, I think we're playing musical chairs and we're just changing the name and the number on the jersey. So it's a pessimistic call, but I, I clearly feel like we're kind of stuck in a quagmire. So I, that's all I got, guys. I'll keep listening, but uh, I, I don't know that there's a way out of this. Appreciate you. Matt, lightning in the bottle. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Lightning in a bottle, man. I said that the other day. I think I think lightning. You can catch lightning, but man, it, it, it got a line. And for it was a, I thought it was a line, and that's what was so mind-boggling to me. I felt like it was a line. Oh my god, you got the home game. Just do what you do at home. Do what you do, but watch my shoes. Shout out to. Do what you do at the crib. I didn't see that coming at all. Not from. 
So we we talked about it, right? We talked about how it came out, and I showed y'all the first two possessions where it was, I think, all but one play. I think all of them really were all like stagnant. There was no pre-snap motion, like like no real first fifteen feel. I I wish I had the plays for y'all for Detroit. Did y'all see Detroit? How they came out? Oh man! You see how the Chiefs came out? They had a obvious game plan. Look, these mother. They fast, they, they like to blitz, they're aggressive. So it was bing, 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 quick stuff. Everything at the line of scrimmage, a whole bunch of screens, just perfect execution and, 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 and a deliberate game plan. Mahomes completed 20 passes at the line of scrimmage or like five yards within it. Everything, bing, bing, bing. We came out stagnant. And I had saw this the other day, right? Thought this was interesting. Now, I'm not going to blame John Parks. But who the f- is the analytical guy that has these numbers and didn't run to McCarthy and say, hey, coach, you know your quarterback is the best quarterback in the National Football League this season when using motion, right? Now, again, I'm not blaming John Parks. But who the f- is the analytical guy responsible for telling McCarthy this? You see Jordan Love right there? Them boys came out and did a whole bunch of motion, didn't they? <laughs> see Brock Purdy right there? He in the Super Bowl. Now, this actually was about Jalen Hurts because of uh, Kellen Moore's going there and he uses motion. But I was like, oh, well, I'll be damned. Dak Prescott, number one in the league when you use motion. We get to the playoffs, and boy, we just shit the bed when it comes to that. But hey, no, no, no. No, Dak, we pay you money, so you got to get us out of this, okay? And if that is how you view it, right? He ain't it because he can't overcome that type of shit game in, game out in the playoffs. Fair enough. I agree. I agree. I don't think he I don't think he can. I do not think Dak Prescott can do that. And if that's the reason why you want to move on, I ain't gonna argue with you. I'd fight you with that. Now, obviously, you've got children who just say this player, that player sucks and things like that. That's we ain't you can't really have conversations with those people. But if, if, if that is your reasoning and you're like, hey, man, I'd rather take my chances of striking lightning in the bottle and getting a God tier quarterback like Pat Mahomes and pairing them with Andy Reid. Fair enough. I have I find that hard to believe. That this man. And his people have the ability to do that. So what is your solution? My solution is to back the off. Tell Will. Look, don't tell nobody. But we we going to go all in, but I want you to do it your way. Figure out how the hell we can just load the hell up. And it ain't got to just be players. Coaching too. Well, see I think I think it's starting to pass though now. 
because all in to me would have been, hey, go get me a new line coach. Go, go get me an OC that can, you know, that can help McCarthy out with some of this. You know, them Shanahan kids. Go get me Denar Wilson. Like, I think all of that could have been in the cards for me. But hey, man. Let's put our belief in the Crypt Keeper and his son to move forward and blow it up. Not me, bro. That's just me, man. Jimmy Fly Hook'em. Good morning, sir. Man, good morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, man? I feel like every time I say your name now, I got to throw up the Jimmy Fly Snooker stuff. Hey, but it's the boy <laughs> Jimmy Fly Hook'em if you're looking for them fish. Damn it, I probably took them. But anyway. Bars. Um, <laughs> bars. I got plenty of those. That's another story another day. All right. Man, look here. I was riding. I was thinking, well, I got these brand new Nikes on. You spoke to my spirit and you said, do what you do. But watch my shoes. Mm. Dance with your boo, but watch my shoes. Hey, I don't care. You can get juiced. But that thing to watch my shoes. And sometimes, man, we need somebody to go up there and just tell these folks, hey, just do what you do. But don't over over here across these lines, man. If you think back to that old MJ special that came out, man, they talked real big about how MJ was trying to play LeBron and control the front office. Instead of mm. playing the game, well, Jared Cross is like, "Nah, I got this, man. Let me let, let, let me build this championship team, and you go out there and be MJ. That's what we need in Dallas. We need a front office to your point that's gonna make the right moves, get the right coaches in here, or get the coaches you have and say, "Hey, man, rather than come out here into a press conference and say we ain't gonna do nothing different." Say, hey, man, we need to have a game plan. We need to have a first drive, a set of plays. We're going to run on this first drive to make sure we don't look, get out here and look stagnant. Shoot, before we even get this far, we're going to make trades. We're going to make free agent signings to get linemen in here and linebackers in here to support us trying to get all in. But God damn it, Jerry, Stevie, boy, y'all, chip on me, same old block. They stubborn as hell, Scott. Yeah. Stubborn as hell. They got to do it their way. And it's going to be the death of us. Shit, has been the death of us. I'm about to say, we 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 living in that right now. <laughs> Shit. But anyway, man, I really just called to say, what's up, man? You know, you, you doing your thing. Always you. a good show and everything. I will continue to call in. But right now, man, when it comes to these Cowboys, man, we really need to go and get the front office in shape. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I came into this year thinking next year was going to be the year, actually. I didn't really think it was going to go all the way this year. I knew we would be good, 12-5, and five, whatever that record may be, but I thought it would be next year. But the way we ended in the playoffs, right, mm-hmm. getting a little drama that came out after that, you know, the family members and all that stuff, you know, it's like as if the front office wasn't enough pressure, as if the move that's being made within the within the Dallas Corporation is, is not enough pressure, here come my family pulling salt into the wound. Yeah. Hey, it's, a, it's a whole mental hurdle we have to get over now as a team. It's a lot of things we got to do from a front office schematic standpoint, but even then, go back to your point with that. You know, I don't know if, if the mental capability is there to get over that hump. 
the mental fortitude is, 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 is the phrase I'm looking for. I call it the. Uh, and I don't think it in the system. I, I think he need a little bit more of that in the offs. And 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 is that fair? Probably not. Like you can't just you can't just tell your coach and your game plan to f off. But right, that game would have been a good time to do it. You know that's kind of my that's kind of my problem with Jack, man. Uh, He's been in the league with eight going on nine years now, and I just don't see a Peyton Manning leaving the sideline with his coach with a bad call and going to the line and running that shit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that ain't him. No, 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 no. He that's 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 another thing. I'm with you on that. He, I'm not saying that you need to do that all the time, right? That's 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 right, risky. Right. That's that's also risky. But if there's confrontation, which I think there may be when you listen to some people and talk to some people down there behind the scenes, and I don't like to use the word confrontation, but when there's mm-hmm. disagreements, I think they have those behind the scenes when they meet. But in the field of play in the heat of the battle, yeah, he ain't he not finna run over there and, and yell at his co- coach or anything like that. Uh, he gonna fall on the sword, but he ain't gonna sit here and yell and scream and, and, and try to do all that. I don't know that they necessarily need to do that all the time, but maybe one time. Out of the middle of nowhere, just s- snap on somebody. Um, I don't know how, how if that's going to even work, but I'm just saying, <laughs> shit. You know, and, and I know he was trying to talk to a brother. To something. You know, uh, I, I don't want to look over <laughs> on the sidelines or they showing all these, these you know, the cameras going to coach and coach is holding this playbook like this. And you can't see me, but coach was holding his playbook and just, uh, he looked defeated at 7-0. and C.D. Lamb on the <laughs> sideline with his head down. And, and 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 looking sad, and it's seven nothing. Dak and CD is like, hey, we're gonna... it's seven nothing. It's seven the fucking nothing, man. <laughs> like, what is happening? I don't want to see that. Man, that not... was so crazy. That I, was so crazy. I'm not saying I needed Dez over there throwing helmets and shit, but I needed to see somebody say, "Yo, it's seven nothing, y'all." All right, we fucked up the first two drives. Let's wake up now. Let's go. And that was 49ers did it. 49ers did it at the halftime. 49ers you know, did they, they did. But that's that mental fortitude as well. You know what I'm saying? It comes back to being able to, to get yeah. over that mental hump. You know what I mean? And, shit, you know, and kind of going back to the word confront, man, we got to get away from using these words thinking they negative. Confront is not a negative word unless you want it to be. You can't get to nothing in life unless you confront it, first of all. That's a little hookism for you. Now, confrontation but, I've said this a lot over the years, Jimmy. I'm not sure how long you've been here, but you know, I think confrontation can be good. I think you you need. I, I think most winning organizations, I don't want to say they have a whole bunch of confrontation, but 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 they have those type of disagreements. But but they're allowed to here in Dallas. You heard what your what your owner said. Hey, I don't got to call nobody to talk about trading for a quarterback. I'm not call nobody. No. It's my call. I didn't have to talk to my coach about that. You know how dysfunctional that is. Oh man, and I'm I'm gonna jump out there for the walk in the work, but man, okay. one thing I'm gonna say, man, it's like um, in regards to it's a good confrontation, man. We all at that first cousin, they suspend night of that brother or that sibling or whatever, and y'all fought like dogs, or even your best friend. Me and my cousin, man, real quick, man, we fought every day. Oh yeah. Then the day go by where we didn't fight. But there was no way me and him could leave that house and you thought you was going to mess with either me or him. It wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we, can be a, we can be a family that fight and confront each other, but how we bounce back after this? I used to manage a couple of years back, and I would always tell my employees, we're going to get into it. You ain't going to like me all the time. So how are we going to be after that? 
are we going to get back on the page of business and handle business and move forward, or are we going to stay in our feelings? Because I can't do business in feelings. Facts. That's all I got, Scott, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Hey, Cowboy Nation, stay up, man. We're going to be all right, baby. Appreciate you, Jimmy. I was getting over it too, CeeLo's. Then I just I just was picturing the damn holding the thing and just man. But but I felt like when you look at the other and they ain't they ain't doing all that. You look at the other sidelines. They ain't doing all that, man. Mm-mm. 752 or 725. What it is, what it do. And turn down your house a little bit. Yep. Hey, I need to ask you two questions, man. Um, I want to, I want to know your opinion. Um, we got two good quarterbacks right now. We got Dak Prescott and we got Trey Lance. What do you think? Before you go on, about us, are you are you assuming we have a good? Like, you think Trey is a good? We don't even know, right? How do we know that? Uh, say that again. How do we know that Trey Lance is a good quarterback? Well, by him being with the 49ers, um, I'm hearing, hearing some good things about him, how he played. But I just wanted to ask you a question, okay. and I just wanted to know your opinion. You know how the New Orleans Saints um, put in two quarterbacks in the game? What do you think we should do? Do you think we should put that Prescott and Trey Lance in the game at the same time and have them um, play. So you're talking um, about, like, like treating uh, Trey Lance like Taysom Hill? Yeah. I mean, if Trey Lance, what do you think? If Trey Lance wins QB2, I don't think it's out the question to have some cool little, you know, goal line package or, or, or hey, uh, look, check this out. A cool little... Jalen Hurts package for for Trey Lance, um, but but not a whole lot, man. I mean, you got a you got a top flight quarterback. You don't really want to take him off the field that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it would just be a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. I yeah, think yeah. That I, I've seen. I've I just s- think because because you know because you know that Prescott. I know that. We having an issue with that Prescott getting us getting us over the hump in the playoffs. Well, you know, Trey Lance so being Taysom Hill is not going to get you over the hump in the playoffs. That's two different conversations. Now, if you're talking about Trey Lance right. being a full-time quarterback, I, I look, man, I got. I'm not. I'm not about to answer that question now. He got a long way to go before we have any damn clue. I mean, we just told you how hard it is for a damn All-Pro quarterback to get over the hump in this organization. We talking about a quarterback with 400 attempts in his life. We have no idea what this right. man is just yet. Long way to go. What about what do you think about Rush? Maybe maybe we could probably put Rush in. Do you think we could put him in? And do what? Have him taking turns with Dak. I mean, Dak Prescott taking turns on the field. Like maybe putting him in the third downs. Um, and and Dak Prescott running the first and second. Nah. You you being. You're not playing, right? Are you try are you joking or are you serious? No, I mean it's the same thing that the new one of Saints are doing. 
Oh nah, brother. You don't you don't you don't do that, man. Um Nah, you don't you don't do that. Uh, but Trey Lance and Taysom Hill, that's that's different because they, they have athleticism and and sometimes you you throw them in there to throw a monkey wrench in things and they use their athleticism. Uh, I'm never ever 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 taking Dak Prescott off the field for Cooper Rush for anything other than a blowout. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and my second question is, okay. um, how's how's things with you? Because um, I uh, I used to see, I used to watch you with uh, Law Nation. Are you still um, doing um, videos with with uh, Law Nation? Are you talking about uh, the late night hype we we used to do back in the day? Nah, nah, we don't we don't do that no more. But we still do like roundtable stuff. Uh, we we probably end up going to have one here talking about the draft shortly, but but yeah, law my guy. Funny thing is, we just we got a chat that we're in a group chat. We we talk all the time in a group chat, and I actually talked to law a few days last week when that whole mess went down. So okay, okay, yeah. well I just want to say um, how you doing and and um, go Cowboys. Appreciate the call, man. All right, bye bye. Oh, I don't have it no more. Oh, yes, I do. Now, chat. Let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. Y'all behave now. Okay. I I, I will uh, I will touch on the one that made more sense in the sense of, of the Trey Lance, right? That, I get that, right? Like, if, if Trey is QB2 next year, I think you can do some some unique things i don't think that's out the question i wouldn't be opposed to that at all Nah, now i wouldn't do it a whole bunch might not even do it every week but but yeah i think you can definitely do some Taysom hill things with uh with trey lance <laughs> aic said i'm ready for parenthood my patience i've often given you guys a ton of credit for patience me growing being a patient uh host and i think that's trickled down to my life but inc i am a i am a father of two so i boy you gotta have that in real life but this doing this the last four years have that's 100 if i had a madden rating on patience my patience might have been a 43 to start i think my patience is at like a 76 now I give it a 76. There's a whole lot of ro more room to grow. But it's y'all that have that has made me grow and being more patient. And thank you for that. Yes. I see you said something about Mama Sky. Shouts out to Mom Dukes. Happy birthday to Mama Sky. If it, if, if it wasn't for her, obviously I would not be here. But I do think I get my work ethic from my mom it is her birthday y'all so please please do me a favor and give her a big happy birthday shout out i don't got the song to play the you know i did the stevie wonder happy like mom <laughs> anthony g said i got a perfect patience rating after that one i think i did pretty good on that one but we'll see uh 615. What it is, what it do. What's going on, Sky? What's up with you? 
Hey, Scott, man, I'm 37. I've been, it's been, what, 30 years, bro? Yeah, man. Like, this remind remind me of the girl that you always took back promising she gonna change, man. (laughs) Or 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 the brother, right? Because you know they mess up. I promise you, this is the last time I'm gonna da 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 da, right? Yeah, you you we and, we the brother, and, and, the cowboy. I man, promise you, this is the year. But I don't do that all the time, though, man. Man, Sky, I be getting my hopes up, man. I got a a brother that's a a Giants fan, a Redskins fan, and an Eagles fan, bro. Like for real, all brothers. Mm. I know they be getting on you, man. Man, the Giants won twice, man. I done, I done seen the Eagles go three times. Yeah. And, but I, I'm telling you, bro, I'm a, such a real cow. I, I got twin boys, bro. I named one of my sons after Dez Bryant, bro. I like, wow. like For real, I, that's, how serious, that's how serious I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, bro, this, bro, after this loss, man, I'm tired, bro. I want a divorce, bro. I'm serious, man. I be trying to hang in there, man. It's been thirty don't do years, it. man. Don't 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 be the one that that put in the what, what's my man that put out a, a note? He put out a press conference and taking my fandom to charges. Don't do it, man. But I'm taking I, my I'm taking my talents to South Beach. South Beach, man. don't do it, man. Look, I can't blame y'all though. I, I can't. I'm I'm in this one though. I, I I'm not. I've never been that way. I, I just can't. I can't. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Somebody made a great. A great, uh, funny but real, like statement on it. It's just like, hey man, we would divorce in this country faster than we would divorce with our teams, and it's like it's so true, man. It's so true. But I ain't mad at y'all that that just that just feel like y'all are at the the, the wit's end of this thing, and y'all ready to go. But I, I'm in this thing. Man, Sky, I got one more thing, man. And you know what, man? Dak, Dak did his thing this year, bro. Dak take a lot of the blame because he the quarterback, bro. He did his thing, man. Did. So I, I don't care. He, Uh-oh, I don't care about there what nobody say about Dak. My bad, bro. But man, I'm gonna tell you this. this yeah, my last close. thing, man. I coach. I, I coaches are whack, bro. I coaches whack, man. I'm gonna leave on that one. They, they trash, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's what what happened in 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 the playoffs. That's deserved, and we will not be having another one because. We got breaking news, brother man. One of those guys will not be back. Dan Quinn gone. Appreciate the call. Let me get to that in a second, though. All right, Scott. You know, I'm 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 a little bit selfish on this one. I told I told Professor Rowe, and I appreciate you, Professor. Rowe, I said, hey man, I'm getting wind that this Dan Quinn news will be happening today. Put it in the chat if it happens, because y'all know I can't really be on the internet. But then I was like. But, Professor, I hope this shit don't happen today so that we can talk about it tomorrow. And it happened during the show. I should have ended the show. But nonetheless, man, breaking news. Dan Quinn is out. He has accepted the defensive, the defensive, the head coaching gig with the Washington football people. There it is. Coming from Adam Schefter. From Dallas to D.C., the Commanders are hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach. Quinn and Commanders GM Adam Peters are the two men now in charge with leading Washington into the future. Right, I'm saying I want to save a lot of this for tomorrow because because we we talked we we kind of teased it a bit last week talking about the defensive coordinators, but we really gonna have to talk about it now. Uh, we them boys just dropped two and said hired Wink Martindale. He was he's one of those guys. Super chat uh, that we talked about last week. 
a lot of these other dudes are gone. Uh, Denard Wilson's gone. The Atlanta coordinator who did a good job, he's gone. Uh, Jesse Mentor's gone. And a few others. But, um, yeah. Dan Quinn's up out of here. Now the Cowboys can officially, and I'm talking about right this second, they need to be on it about what they're going to do to turn the page defensively. And I, if I had to guess, if I had to put some bread on this thing, I do think it's Joe Witt. We will revisit the whole Joe Witt situation um, tomorrow. A lot, I know a lot of people are going to bring up Al Harris. I personally don't even think he wants to be a DC right now. I do think there is something to that. They asked Al Harris during the season, if if Dan Quinn leaves, he said, well, let me tell you right now, if Dan Quinn calls me and asks me if I want to go, he said, I'm on a first train smoking up out of here. So he will, he, he sounds like he would go follow DQ if he, if he, um, if he asked him to be, he didn't say, oh, I'll put my, my, my hat in the ring, my name in the ring or the hat, right. To be defensive coordinator. I think he loves coaching these DBs. So I don't even know if, if, if Al wants to do it on the contrary though. Wit ready. Wit wants to run his own defense. He's been he's interviewed for defensive coordinator jobs. He's ready to run his own defense. So I think it'll be Joe Wit. And that that I do think there will be slight shift in a couple of the guys they bring in, like linebackers potentially, and how they run things. But I don't think he's going to keep everything that Dan Quinn does. Mm-mm. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Now, if they go outside the organization. It needs to happen. Like we need to know who we getting in the next couple days, because got guys down there at the Senior Bowl right now. Granted, you'll have tape and things like that to go back, you know. But but what if you don't talk to X Y Z at that point? What if what if he's not even on your board because of that? Shout out to what if he's on the board because of that, or he's not on the board because of Dan Quinn and what he likes to do? And you get down to the Senior Bowl, you don't got a chance to kind of get that the inside nugget because he's not the guy that Dan Quinn's into. So they need to get on that right now. By Monday, I feel like we need to know what the hell we're doing at defensive coordinator position. All right. Jay said, Joe, don't F around. He does not, man. He, uh, and like I said last week, I don't care if he's liked. I, I'm not here for him to be Uncle Joe, right? Because, you know, Dan Quinn's like an uncle. I, I don't care. I don't think, I, I, you know, I know it's different. Tom Brady's dad came out and was like, you know, Bill Belichick ran his organization like the military and his, his people skills. Hey, it worked at that time. Joe kind of cut from that cloth a little bit. Like, Joe, don't, I'm not here for your feelings. I'm here to win. I think we could use a little bit of that, to be honest. I think we could use a little bit of that. Just saying. All right, let's get to some super chats. Did we ever figure out what Trip Aces was talking about? Super chat. Uh, we got the Weedem boys. He dropped two about the week. Martindale. Uh, Grant dropped two and said, first pick, Jackson Powers Johnson. Would not ar- I would not have an argument with you on that one, brother. Center is 100% high on my list of uh, positions to attack in this draft. We them boys dropped another two. Well, sorry, we them boys. He said, if DQ comes back, got a coach from the sidelines, he won't be back. That is something, though, right? If if um, whoever the new DC is, will he be on the sidelines or in the booth? Witt was in the booth, but we don't know what he'll do as a defensive coordinator. 
He never called defense. So maybe he'd be down on the sideline. Twan dropped 10. Super chat. Uh, Myers, by the way, because we got a bunch of them. He said, hey, Sky, I know it's not popular, but he, he says, I'll keep Trey. QBs are hard to find. Train this man up. He has the traits. I don't even know if it, it do we even know if it's an unpopular or popular opinion yet on Trey? We just don't know about the kid. And if I'm not getting much back, I'm with you. I'm keeping him. I mean, what the hell? I'm not six round pick, seven round pick, dude. You ain't for what? You rather you better off seeing this thing through. So I agree. I, I think you keep him. You, you keep trying to train him. Um, I don't. I don't know trait wise. I mean, he's a he's a athletic guy. He has a strong arm. The ball doesn't come out. Like when you watch his film, the ball comes out weird a lot. And, that, and that's strange to me because he's got he's got the measurable traits, 6'4", 220, you know, strong, athletic kid. But um, you heard you heard Coach McCarthy, you heard Scott Tozoni talk about, hey, we're working on his mechanics. And I, I bet it comes out weird because of the, the mechanics. And I know it was a throw he had that people were putting out there in the offseason. And everybody was like, hey, why the hell was he winding up from down here? And I'm like, hey, y'all, look, relax. He's, maybe he's just playing around. But if that is really how he's trying to throw and train, we need to we need to get that fixed. We, we can't be winding up from down here. But um, that's what the offseason's for, work on it. But, yeah, I'm agree. I'm not trading him for six, seven-round pick, bro. Just keep him around. Work on it, see what happens. And then maybe if somebody comes calling for one or two or three, maybe we work on that then. And I believe that is it. One more little... Refresh, yep, we're good to go here. Said Trey should be on the Jordan Love plan. I think Jordan Love was better coming out. Yeah. He said, uh, Twan said, come out crazy like it's going to be hard to watch. What you mean by that, bro? Yeah, for those who might be just jumping back in, I know we've been in and out. Dan Quinn is gone. We, uh... Briefly talk about that tomorrow. We're obviously going to go in that more. We're going to revisit my list. We're going to maybe add a couple more players there. We'll talk to Pat about it. Um, we got a whole lot. We got a whole lot. Hmm. See, I, I don't think y'all realize this. You said Michael going to cry. No, he ain't. No, he not, man. He appreciates what he's done, but. I'll just leave it at that. Um, he's gone. Yes, he is gone. What's the wave? Dan Quinn's out. And <laughs> that's the wave, man. And we about to see what's happening. Miss Jackie said the commanders will have young, youthful coordinators. I didn't even think about it. They got to hire. They'll probably hire a DC under Dan. They'll hire, obviously, an offensive coordinator. Maybe they'll keep Eric Bieniemy. I'd bring Eric Bieniemy here. Oh, you said so. His ball, his ball come out, cra come out crazy. Like it's gonna be hard to watch. That what you mean, Twan? Well, he needs to keep working on his mechanics. That's for damn sure. And that's and that's and that's what it is, right? Like that's what the going to QB school, working on your footwork, getting under center, things that he just wasn't. He wasn't really coached to do this. They didn't draft Trey to go in there and and and, and be. Hey, we're going to develop you. From the ground up they were like hey you you came to a win now team let's go here's the offense let's run and that, that's not how that that worked and and 
that's on them. They should never took a kid with not, not you. They should have never took a kid with like seven starts or uh, 20 something starts. There it goes. And this creation never did that. It's not his fault. I don't blame Trey at all. He's going to work his butt off. All right. Let me leave it at that. I got a lot to get to because tomorrow we're going to talk more about this Dan Quinn situation. Like I said, Pat will be on here. Um, maybe you'll get something from Vach. I'm not sure. But this is obviously big news. News that we we hope we were hoping we'd get a long time ago so Dallas can get on the ball here. But we got it now, and we'll be talking about it a lot tomorrow. All right? With that said... Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Got the button pushed, man. See, I ain't going to start no ish. Trust and believe me. A lot of people in that defensive room that is, let me just say this, they're okay with the news. They're okay with this. We're out of here, peace. Dylan character talking to.